0: Hey there, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Chasing Fandom. As always, I'm your host, Chris McGuffin, and I'm really excited to finally be sharing this podcast with you. Uh, in case you did miss the brief episode zero that I recorded, go back and listen to it if you need a quick breakdown of what this show will be about and what you can expect from it. My debut guest is a very good friend of mine and former cast Network colleague, Paul Herman. We got to know each other through Twitter, as well as occasional interactions through ForceCast content. But you know, up until now, we've never been able to sit down together and just talk. So I knew as soon as I had the idea for the show who my first guest had to be. Paul is a great guy and an even better friend, and I'm really glad to know him. As I said in episode zero, this podcast will be a different kind of discussion each week. So for this one, Paul and I talk a little bit about music, which eventually leads us into a fascinating discussion about comic books and what the future holds for them. And since we are both heavily involved in the Star Wars community, we also talked about the current state of that fandom, and as fans, how to best overcome possible adversity within it. It was honestly one of the best conversations that I've had with someone, and I'm really happy that I'm able to share it with you. Enjoy.
1: Geeks will inherit the earth
0: I've hyped him up long enough it's it's finally wow. time that for the first episode of chasing fandom that you get to hear the sweet sultry sounds of Paul Herman
2: wow that's a that's an honor Chris <laughs> that's, I don't know if my voice has ever been sultry to anybody but uh you know it, I, it's an honor to be the first on your show uh, I just finally we finally get to talk you and I mm-hmm. so this will be a very Almost like a recorded like first conversation that we ever had like just one on one. So this yeah. is kind of be kind of cool. So Chris is you know people who don't know Chris and I talk a lot on on Twitter and and knew each other knew each other through Forcecast stuff and um, I like Chris a lot. He's a good guy. Likes music. He likes sports. He likes Star Wars. Pretty much three things that I love. So you know that's awesome.
0: Yeah, you can't go wrong with that.
2: Well, you um, cannot.
0: <laughs> you, you know earlier you mentioned that we have a love of uh music. Yes. And before we get into the main topics, I, I want to ask you a question. I was kind of actually saving this for the end, but you know what? I'll go ahead and do it now. Um, okay. What is your favorite album by The oh. Smiths? <sighs> oh, that's okay. And your top 3 songs
2: of of off the album or of just, in, gen- just of The in Smiths in general. general? Yep. Um Definitely, Queen is dead. Um, that was my first Smiths album. I bought that at a UCD store in Everett, Washington. I remember I bought that and the Greatest Hits of Leonard Cohen together, and both albums like blew my mind. Um, I was really into folk music at the time, and I heard about Leonard Cohen. And I finally bought this current. This is going to turn into a Leonard Cohen thing, but it's not really meant to. Uh, but anyway, but I remember I bought the Smiths because I kept hearing about the Smiths, and I, I knew how soon is now. Um, which is a fantastic song it's a classic 80s song mm-hmm. and i saw the album it was like six bucks i'm like eh, i'll pick it up and it blew my mind it just rocked my world i worked at uh, target at the time as a card attendant mm-hmm. uh oh man early 20s those are dark days <laughs> and uh, and i remember I, I at the time i would just i just did not care about my people's perception i still don't really care uh, but I really did not care when I'm in my early 20s of people's perception of me. And I would, I, while I was getting the carts, I would be singing Smith songs uh, out like out loud, like you know, like you know, just like whatever. And um, I would sing like you know, Cemetery Gates, and you know, Big Mouth Strikes, you know, Strikes Again, and all that stuff. And and I remember one time this guy he looked kind of like me. Uh, so he he was a card attendant too, and he was getting carts, and some lady goes, "Oh, I'm so glad you're not singing today," to <laughs> him, <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn!" He was that like, "What are you weird. talking about?" And he goes, "Oh, I think some lady like tried to burn me with you, you know, for something that you did." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, that's cool." <laughs> I, I just didn't care. So I always sang Smith songs. I was, and that was that turned into my love for Smith and Morrissey. Um, so the Queen is dead, even though I love like all of their albums i used to not like the self-titled but as i've gotten into the self-titled more the last year or so two years um but i mean the queen is dead is my entry way to the smiths um or queen is Dead, excuse me is my entry way to smiths and um i love that record i think it's amazing i actually picked up an original uh vinyl uh of that years and years ago at, at a amoeba music in san francisco and just like could not believe i found that for like 15 bucks I was like uh yeah I'll take that um so um so yeah that was a lot that was awesome and that was a a find so um as far as three favorite Smith songs uh man that is um definitely is ask one of them mm-hmm. I love that That's song that B-side. song is uh, louder than bombs is a, there's so many amazing tracks on that um let's see here um. oh man um,
0: I know there's a lot of
2: yeah, stop me if you heard this one before Um, I, I'm not give a song title names, I'm never good with like, I'm really bad so I should probably look it up, make sure I'm not I think it. to someone. the right one everyone's like, it's the wrong song that's not the title, you idiot that's the chorus it's like one time I called the Who's um Bob O'Reilly Teenage Wasteland and they went it's Bob O'Reilly you idiot <laughs> and it's like well not wrong so um, so yeah it is I was right I just it's all I'm always wary of choruses not being the titles of songs because yeah. it's burned me in the past because of that that Hoover, uh, thing so um, yeah so like uh, stop me if you heard this one before stop me if you if, if you think you've heard this one before excuse me um, Trying to think my other than the last one what would I choose Ooh, let's see here. I'm I'm, actually, I'm taking this seriously. I can't. Um, man, that's that's I'm, those two were pretty easy for me. Like right off the bat, like yeah, that's a um probably Big Mouth strikes again. That's I, I love Big Mouth is really amazing. I remember this. Uh, I was a was I was, a, I was a good friend with this guy who was really into hardcore in my early twenties, mm-hmm. um, hardcore music in Seattle. And I'm not into hardcore. I mean, I like it. I like a band called Botch. I'm not sure if you ever heard Botch. Mm-hmm. They're an amazing hardcore band. If you like screaming and things like that, they're, like, the best screaming band, in my opinion. I've seen them, like, four or five times, and they were all incredible shows. Um, rest in peace, that band. Um, anyway, but it was funny because uh, I was at his, this, my buddy's house, and he had all this, like, weird... Uh, you know, unheard of hardcore bands, you know, seven inches and EPs or whatever. And, you know, bands that no one cares about or ever would care about. And one of them had, like, used, like, screaming Smith lyrics for one of their, like, not, like, covering the song, but using, like, a, a, a snippet from the song. Mm-hmm. Like, they scream, like, Big Mouth Strikes Again, like, some of those lyrics. I went, like, that is the stupidest idea I ever heard in my life. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, how do you desecrate this? You know, being a dramatic 20-year-old. But, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah, it's, those three songs are my favorite. And Smith's, are, like, definitely, you know, one of the, I think the best man. never together. You know. But, you know whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Got to go to morning. Got something little crazy. So yeah.
0: good earlier. And uh, yes. I, I actually have uh, their four albums vinyl because I'm sure people uh, are rare but they listen to me other shit. I uh, I have four albums on vinyl, but I don't have any of the compilations. And one day, I have a local record store here that put stuff up. Um, well, they sell stuff, uh in the store right before they uh, had a store. They sold some line and mm-hmm. they always lit on the store. and I would get emails that well. <laughs> One day I got an email and this the news, they added their store, and they had a lot of them bombs for, like, 30 bucks, which is a pretty good deal.
2: And yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of bombs on louder than bombs. Mm-hmm. A lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I unfortunately didn't buy it, because, like, oh, it'll be next time where I'll, I'll find it, because I, I hate, I don't really try to buy and the new stuff. I can find it, um, the version.
2: So sure, yeah. I
0: bought it, and now I yet to see it for any worse. So I mean, I buy it online from, you know, use some reader, but I don't want to. The fun is all creating when it comes to buying
2: well, I think collecting in general, like, like that, and I've, I've gone through a of digging for things, like whether it's records or comics or toys, and it's just like, it's the hunt that drives you, you know what I mean? Like, that's what makes you want to get stuff. It's like not even the it's like artifact itself doesn't really matter. It's like the thrill of finding it is what, you know, I'm addicted to. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, music, it's fine with digital music. It's only really turned me away from physical media because, one, it's, it's too expensive. Like, I see, I see diesel, kind of, but, like, I am officially shy away from that. Um, and I love vinyl. I think vinyl, you know, analog, soundable, always, i better than digital, in my opinion. This and some things that sound very good because they need to have compression and things like that. You know, sometimes pressure, you know, a song, you know, a lot of times it does. but it depends on the sound of music, what you're trying to do, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, in my opinion, that, that works. But the thing is, with analog, it just makes things so much more and richer. And, uh, I love I love some of the reasons why people buy analog to have a richer, you know, sound experience with music. The problem is it's lazy as put on a bell record because yeah. of me getting up yeah. and having a yeah. movie and never just, get, you know, connect my Bluetooth with my computer or I phone. oh, listen to this right now. And genius over, you know, good, sound thing or better quality product is going at this point, unfortunately. I hate to shit, admit it, I'm a right now, so, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, that's that's the that's the way it's going to go, I think, for a while for me, so.
0: Plus we'll yeah, me, I mean, looking here, I recollect right now, I have three, I have both uh, bookshelves and the first uh, two, well, the bottom two shelves are just full of records and the top shelf has uh, some games and a few books but it's a a really fun hobby book trade for the world and like record are my babies pretty much but mm. I can it if you don't know what you're doing it can be expensive and yeah. people especially to these stores that like an FYE type store they search, there's some vinyl now but their, the prices for them are outrageous so
2: and that's thing vinyl is just Sam. like I just you know it used to be somewhat reasonable and now that it's gotten popular and here's the thing I've been popular again since I was 18 years old and I'm 35 now I, mean, I remember I used, to, I used to like rebel against vinyl because I called it the snob douchebaggery that went around with it. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I was 18 years old at this old show um, in Seattle, this old venue called uh, uh, The Paradox. And like they were – I don't know what show it was. I forgot. But these two like guys were talking and he was like, oh, it's not vinyl. Only vinyl. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I only buy anything on vinyl. And I seriously – kind of and they they existed back then like vinyl was still like not like super like it was like really underground hit like to like vinyl and cds were still like number one you know so like it was like really cool like She's stupid listen to vinyl you know it's like that crap mm-hmm. and i right, just wanted to smack that guy so bad and i know that's gonna be a jerk thing for me to say but like i really hate that snob like you sort of bull crap. um but, you know, but now it's like and every year I kept thinking like vinyl would eventually, you know, die, uh, by, die back down. But it hasn't. And, and it's for good reason. I mean, I understand why it's popular. You know, it's cool. I mean, they it's, it they look cool. It looks it's cool to have like a physical product. No, no, no one understands that better than me. Trust me. And but, yeah, vinyl is, is awesome, but it's getting way too expensive. People are trying to make way too bigger profits off it. Yep. It seems like, and you know, I'll never forget like an acquaintance of mine. He he put like an album out. It was like a double vinyl, like super thick, 180 gram. And I'm just like, and it's like 30 bucks. And I'm like, who's gonna buy this? Mm -hmm. Like, like seriously, like it. Like you put it out, and you you want to be impressive, but it's like, I mean, like I don't know, whatever. It's it's just it's tough. I mean, I I love vinyl. I think it sounds amazing. I just am. All, I'm too lazy to listen to it at this point in my life.
0: Don't worry. The most I've <laughs> ever spent on a record was, well, just a used or even a new record. I think I've spent no more than maybe 30 dollars on one, and that's like something new. That's like a deluxe edition, double LP type thing. Um, and I probably will never spend more than $50 on something unless I really, honest to God, truly want it. Uh, There is one exception, though, which um, I I don't regret at all, but I got the uh, Star Wars soundtrack um, box set, which Mm. was $200. And Mm. the only reason I got it was because I wanted, obviously, all of the soundtracks. And even though I had the original trilogy already um, from the original trilogy, times they came out but the, i got it because the uh episodes one two and three hadn't been or at least two and three hadn't been released at that time so mm. uh, and you know me i'm a big star wars guy so we both oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> that that is true uh do they come with digital codes yes when you buy them oh that's nice Yes. Yeah. It's 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 always fifty fifty these days. It seems to get digital codes with your vinyl you buy. I've I've gotten vinyl before, this was years ago, but it didn't come. It, it's more. It was definitely like, a, like it was like an underground like punkable that I ordered from, and they didn't have any like digital downloads. And I was like, uh, can I have a digital download? I had to actually ask them, mm-hmm. and they they did send it. And at one point, the guy I'll never forget. Um, I asked him, I'm like, oh, I, I bought this album on vinyl and there's no digital code. Can I, and I get it? And he goes, yeah, here you go, man. And he gave me the zip files and it was the wrong, same band, but wrong album. Oh. It was when I, it was like, no, it was fine. I felt bad. I was like, oh, dude, um, you sent me the wrong one. It's this one. he never responded back. I'm like, oh, oh. Well, okay oh, well. so he was obviously sick of me like <laughs> keep bugging him like for all these albums i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like dude I, I i bought the vinyl so i could get digital copies and he he obliged me at first and then he was like all right i'm gonna this guy <laughs> which i understand you're a punk label you don't, you don't want to yeah. be harassed i wasn't harassing him but i was just emailing <laughs> him. um but no it's um no vinyl and, and you know digital downloads and all that stuff it's 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 legit so mm-hmm. that's how it goes well, you know we're
0: talking about uh, physical and digital and oh, yeah. this for this me of something you tweeted uh oh, yeah. a, a few weeks ago now back at the start of the month i can't remember the exact wording but you tweeted something about how you were going to stop buying physical comic books and go digital
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: now i've got to ask yes why i mean I, I understand why because space and money mm-hmm. i mean i start when the uh new star wars line came out I'm not a comic guy, but when the new Star mm. Wars line came out and when all of it became canon, I started to buy everything. And then I realized how much time I, or first, how much space I was using up just in these this the first few issues of each um, of each storyline. And it's just it, it became too much. And then I started getting back issues because I ran out of time to read them. And I, like I have now. I think I have issues from the time the Force Awakens came out at the end of 2015 up until this past fall that I purchased, but I never read. Hmm. So I've got to ask, you know why why are you trying to just now go digital when you know a time that you know books have been doing that for years now?
2: Well, it's kind of a there's a lot of it's, it's a heavy answer actually because it's it is intense um so i talked about digital codes and, and and whatnot and my desire to go all digital on my latest um marvel newscast show it's my podcast where i talk about marvel studio news and um meaning it, it started off as a marvel podcast like in general for like comics and everything but then it kind of turned into morphed into like a marvel studios exclusive kind of thing we do talk about like logan and, and like box films and etc Um, but mostly now everything's pretty much owned by, you know, Marvel Studios. So now it's just pretty much Marvel Studios stuff with like the TV shows and whatnot. Anyway, um, we talked about it a little bit on there. Um, but basically what's kind of happened is, uh, when they started giving us the codes for the comic books, I started, you know, applying them. Like I started taking them and, um, and, you know, uploading them on my, on my, on my account.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, they're giving me a free code. Might as well take it, you know, and, and have it online. What the hell, you know? But I read by paper. Well, I started reading my comics when I got an iPad with my iPad. And all of a sudden, it just turned into like I started reading my comics on my iPad exclusively. So I'd buy the physical comics. I'd go to my comic store, which I'd been going to for 12 years. And buying the comic books and then uploading all of them onto my, my you know, account. Mm-hmm. I mostly bought Marvel. And I did buy comics that didn't have digital codes like Saga, you know, random other comics here and there. there some Marvel comics that didn't or something like that. And because at one point they weren't – they only, only majority were. And then all of a sudden like all of them were. Um, so I basically like learned to love reading comics through my iPad through you know uploading these these codes and then marvel unlimited came out and i started doing that like reading all these back issues so all the issues i had spent all this hunting you know we were talking about hunting earlier you know for the whatever artifacts or collectible you're looking for mm-hmm. um i basically instead of, so all these comics i spent only a bunch of money and all this time hunting uh i could just read on the marvel unlimited so instead of getting out my huge long box i could go and just upload the comic or just read the comic on Marvel Unlimited, and that's you know that's and that's kind of what I wanted to buy it for. I wasn't really buying it to like make a collection of you know a comic collection of stuff. It just kind of turned into that um, you know because I love buying comics. So, but the Unlimited app really kind of took away the fun of, of buying and hunting old comics for me because a lot of comics I wanted to read, I could just go on there and read on Unlimited, and mm-hmm. they update, update it every week. So what kind of turned into just kind of, I just started reading exclusively digitally. And, and then I started seeing all these sales on comiXology or the Marvel DC. I mean, comiXology powers all the apps like Marvel app, the DC app, image app, all that stuff. They, they, they all operate through like comiXology or whatever. And, um, and they'd have all these sales, like these huge trades that I, you know that you, I would cost that would cost me you know the hard physical physical version for like you know full price of twenty five bucks and all of a sudden was like eight dollars, mm-hmm. you know. And even though some of it was on Marvel Unlimited, Marvel Unlimited app is not powered by Comicsology; it's just, it's its own thing. So like the panel, the panel view is different. So like getting it like through Comicsology and like through Marvel app, even if it's like super cheap, it was like eh, yeah, it's worth it, right? It's because yeah. you have. you know collection right there or whatever so i would and that's what i've been doing the last like two three years i've just been buying like just super cheap digital comics just like have it with me i can read it really fast etc um it's turned into like a just i just love reading digital and just recently this last month they they Marvel terminated all like the 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 free digital copy for every comic, Mm -hmm. and they give you like a selected like couple issues of free digital downloads of random comics for every comic you buy, and it's all the same. So like, if I buy three Marvel comics and they all have digital codes, they're all the same three issues that you get. So like, and it happened. It was Darth. I got the Darth Maul comic, and um, so like. I was I was looking for the the code and I put it in. And I'm like, "Where's my Darth Maul comic?" And I email them like, "Hey." And I've emailed me, like Marvel uh, support like all the time, because the codes <laughs> wouldn't always work. So like, I feel like I think like, they know who I am. Yeah, almost. they they like, have a
0: special oh, account for you now.
2: They're like, "Oh, there's Paul. He's yours." You know. You know. I, I'm pretty polite. I was never rude, obviously. But uh, but no, like I go on there and I'm like, "Hey, where's my Darth Maul comic? You guys screwed up." No, like, uh, this is actually this is the new format we're doing. I'm like, "Wait, what?" And I read and they're like, yeah, you know, we, we don't have digital, digital free digital downloads for all our, you know, comics you buy. Until you get to this or whatever. And it really devastated me because I, I knew at that moment there's no way I was going to be able to just buy paper comics and read paper comics again because I had totally fallen in love with the digital format. Um, but, I mean, I still read paper comics and I, and I bought my comics that week at my comic shop, you know, and I had to read them paper. And it was weird i won't lie it was weird and uh i don't know it was it was hard because it's it's also like it's a little bit of a money issue there's a lot going on um you know this i just kind of knew i had to close my box and it's it's the the good news is i did there's good news and bad news the bad news is i closed my box originally and like all my marvel stuff i buy digitally like that's just what it is and and dc too and when rebirth happened the D, the new dc kind of like you know get everyone back in the reading dc comics again thing event with um actually got me sucked into dc and i bought all digital comics for them exclusively just because I didn't want to commit to buying a series again and have to cancel it and, you know, and whatever. But then, um, so I, I was already kind of halfway out the door already for Paper Comics, and then once Marvel did that, it was like it was a done deal. Um, but, what? so, I, you know, and telling my comic shop guy the, that I was leaving was tough. And, he, you know, he, he was really cool about it, but, like, I could tell he was disappointed. I mean, obviously. Um, so that was really tough, because as Gabe was uh my guy through uh he was my guy through for twelve years and it was tough. Like I had developed a you know, you know, solid relationship with the guy. Mm-hmm. And um he uh he was cool. And so anyway, but the, the the funny part is is that my wife had started buying some indie comics through him, um, like image comics stuff. Yeah. And uh, stuff. Stuff I'll never read. I just, I just do not. You know, I, my wife's super artsy fartsy, and I, I like artsy <laughs> stuff, but I don't, re- I don't read it. It's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I like superhero comics, um, sci-fi comics, um, you know, artsy comics are just not my thing. Uh, that being said, you know, he asked me, "Was you is your you know?" Because he knows my wife, obviously, and he's like, "Hey, does Morgan want to keep getting these comics?" And I said, "Um." Oh, let me ask her she's like yeah i still want to get it and then i i, I remember that i've been picking up astro city um regularly and that's a, a dc kind of comic it's it's a kind of comic it is dc dc vertigo to be exact and um, i've been i actually have a big collection of that um i have a majority of the series like a, like has there's a bunch of it's been going on since the mid-90s but there's been it's been restarted off you know different mini series and i have like most of the issues so um i actually said you know what Sign me up for astro city I'll keep buying that papers because i've had the you know I have most the issues anyway, and he was, okay cool so um so i am we are the good news is we are still buying paper comics and you know but it's it's slowly it's obviously not to a gigantic halt I'm getting like three issues a month compared to like fifteen yeah so um so right now like i but you know what, though? Like this last two weeks of getting comics, instead of going to the comic store, buy my comics, you know, it, which I love the interaction. But it's just nice because now I just get home. I go, oh, do I want to get this? And now I don't have to commit to a series. I'm like, I can wait to buy it later. yeah. And I could say, oh, I don't have to buy this issue right now. So it's actually really cool. And now I can wait for You know, if I'm kind of – I like a series but I'm not loving it. I can wait for it to come out on Unlimited and kind of see – you know where how it ended or excuse me you know whatever
0: yeah i definitely know what you mean there i think i think that's kind of how i feel with the star wars line like i said before i was never a comic reader and you know i never got into the whole superhero thing as a kid but you know plus back then it was a lot harder to if you didn't have a comic shop it was a lot harder to stay up to date with comics Given that, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just like jump into a storyline and know what is going on. And if you, you know, missed anything more than maybe two or three issues, you're screwed. So Mm -hmm. with me, it just got to the point where, at least with Star Wars, and I can't even imagine, you know, others like Marvel and DC and stuff. There was just too many stories going on at once. And I felt like because everything was canon that i was i had to buy everything and and because i i didn't want to miss anything like i remember cool. when uh the i think it was the star wars main comic crossover with darth vader and it was like vader down i think that was what it was that was like the first you know kind of major event i guess you could say between uh the new canon comics and And I was like, okay, I got to buy those because, you know, there are going to be some big, important revelation. Um, You know, we had in the – I think it was in Star Wars we had that Han Solo apparently has a wife. I don't know where that went because, again, like I stopped reading it. But, you know, that was a big thing. Like I remember when every uh, Wednesday I would go pick up my comics and people on Twitter that are my Star Wars friends were talking about the new comic that came out. But then it just got too much. Like you had three or four series going on at the same time, and that's a new co- that's a new issue almost every week or every other week, and you know at like three dollar three four dollars an issue, it just adds up. Oh yeah, and trust me, <laughs> I, I mean I have two little storage containers, really small storage containers, um, that have all my comics in it. So it's obviously not a lot, but I just. I've seen people that have boxes upon boxes upon boxes of comics they've accrued over the years and I'm just like I I don't don't get me wrong I see the love for it and you know I I'm still the guy that I don't I rarely read ebooks I I love buying physical books so I I know you know where where that that's going but it's just when it comes to a comic that I'll read once and finish in maybe 10 to 15 minutes depending on what it is and never pick it up again probably. It's just I don't see the point.
2: Mm. Well, I, I think that the one thing about comic books is that it's, it is a very short media. Um, it's, it's a very uh, short entertainment medium. You know, it's not – it's very specific. It's not really meant for – uh, I don't know it, it, It's it's not for everyone for sure it, it, It's The one thing about digital Comic books though that I think that's, that's Really been nice is that it's been Kind of boosting up awareness of comics And the The artistic art form that is comics um, You know I don't know I, I think that if you Have for, for me I, I have a really bad ADD ADHD whatever we want to call it Um and so comics were always a great thing for me to, to help with my reading skills because I could never sit down and read a novel. It was impossible because my mind would be racing the entire time and I just could not sit down and read words and comprehend what I was reading because I just could not think. Comics gave me words, but I could have you know pictures to you know, help me keep going and read and just you know that's what helped me read um, to this day. So, like, you know, I can read novels now, but, like, it's still a struggle. I can't just sit down and read, like, you know, for hours and hours. It depends on the book. If the book's really good, I'll I'll do that. Um, But anyway, but the comic medium is is so unique that, you know, if you were to to be someone like me who loves – you have to love the medium, I think, to buy the comics every week and love the fact you're going to read, like, a 22-page story. Um, that's not for everyone. That's why the graphic, the graphic, the graphic novel format is so so big, because it's the comic medium is more than just a twenty two page format. It's it is a just the you know the panels, you know it's it's more than just the twenty two pages. It's the whole story. It's you know the layouts and things like that. Like that's what makes comics so beautiful, is that you can literally make a movie. You're making basically um, storyboards with no budget, yeah, and that's the beauty of comics is that you can tell literally any kind of story you want in comics um, in a, in a visual format that's not going to cost you any near any remote chance to a film and I think that the graphic novel format is just perfect for people who love you know art and you know uh like a story a whole a whole story i think people it's hard for people to comprehend that who come in who aren't really familiar with comics mm-hmm. to really get into the serial the serialized format of comic books because they're not it's it is so short you can read a comic i mean i take i'd take longer to read a comic it's because I, I try to like savor panels and things like that but um but the problem is that people most people are going and even me are going to burn through comics in a few minutes, and it's three ninety nine per comic mm-hmm. and it adds up fast. you know I have a huge collection of stuff um that i've just it's just sitting there, like you said um the collection aspect, I think is definitely another part of it that people will you know, gravitate towards. And if you're not really necessarily in it to collect and have all the Star Wars comics or whatever comic you're in or whatever character or whatever you're into, then the collecting aspect is just kind of like eh, it's not really there. So it's it's hard to keep up with, with the serialized format of, of mainstream comic books and superhero comic books, and I think that's a big turnoff for people. I think superheroes and, and their – their legendary status is not going anywhere, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think that it's shown that with the golden age of superhero films that we're getting, that people love these characters for a reason. They're great characters. Now, I think these people will buy their merchandise. They will buy. They will go see their films. They will buy their graphic novels. But to be committed to a, you know, a twenty-two to twenty-three page story format serialized every month. Um, you know, never-ending story. It's still hard for people to to grab onto. It. Now it's now now. Granted, it's more popular than ever. I I'd say as far as um, uh, people being aware and reading and it's you know people. I don't the sales don't show it. I don't think because I, di- digital sale did. Uh, excuse me, digital sales are not shown through like um diamond retailers or uh, distributors, mm-hmm. obviously and you know back in the 9 the mid 90s i'm not sure if you're familiar with this for people who don't know the mid 90s were like a weird time for or early to mid 90s were a weird time for comic books they were popular people were buying them but people were buying them because they thought they were collectors items yeah. so they kept having like you know these big ridiculous covers of like you know uh, hologram covers and gold foiled covers and people would go out and buy like five copies of each comic you know everyone thought like whatever comic they were buying was going to get them through college, essentially. I, I, that's what it felt like. And every time there was an event, like when Superman died or Batman got his back broken or a new Batman showed up or Spider-Man has, you know, massive clone saga, you know, whatever. I mean, people bought all that shit up and they all thought they were going to be able to, you know, buy a house with it later on. And then, you know, people didn't realize that buying, everyone buying all the, everyone buying eight copies of the same issue just dilutes what, the value of it because everyone already has it and you know the reason those old comics are worth so much money is because no one kept their comics around you know like their moms threw out their old comics because they thought they're just trash or like they're just for kids you know and yep. the comic art form is you know obviously the, the sunday funnies and things like that were around but like the the, comp, the collected comic book format was still like regarded as a throwaway you know coloring book if you will yeah. uh something like that so the, the comic book collecting is, is just, is gone through the ringer and it, you know, it almost bankrupt bankrupted a uh, Marvel in the late nineties. They almost went, in fact, they did. They went, they were, they they filed bankruptcy and they managed to, you know, salvage what they had and, and build up, you know, from the ground up and, and I'll are doing str- oh God. Yeah. 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 But D- Disney, I mean, granted this is before Disney too, but like Disney has also helped them and they will never, ever, ever do that again. Um, you know, now, but, um, it's just amazing that it, it, it's just amazing to me thinking about like Disney didn't buy it earlier, you know. It's mm-hmm. like man, like when they were bankrupt; they could have bought him for nothing, yeah. And you know, they could have like literally like you know hindsight, right? But I mean, it's still it's like Spider Man is like you know huge character. He's like he's like the most iconic character to me. He's the most iconic superhero out there. He's him to me, in my opinion, he's neck and neck with Batman. Like, mm-hmm. like I think Spider Man is is arguably the the most popular superhero ever, and now that he's in you know, a and he's amazing. No pun intended. He's amazing. He's my, he's my favorite superhero. And so, um, so yeah, comics have gone through a lot. Um, yeah. And right now they're in a really, I think they're, they're, they're in a really interesting phase with, the fact that digital format has made them more accessible yeah. to now where like, you know, people who don't have comic shops by them can now get into comic books and, and read their care, read their stuff. And that's what makes a limit unlimited so much fun is that like, you know, people who aren't into the serialized format, they can like, you know, get unlimited and read binge read now mm-hmm. all the stuff. So comics are in a really interesting uh, phase right now where I think that they're, it's gonna be it's more popular than ever it's more it's more acceptable than ever to like comic yeah. books but when I was a kid there was it was not cool to like comics I mean I was tortured like by other kids for liking comics like oh my god you're such a nerd you're so dumb you like comic books you're never gonna kiss a girl blah blah, <laughs> blah. And I'm like and I'm like you're right oh, you know? so, um, no but like it, it's it's just funny because you know all of the same people I you know I'll see him on Facebook or something, and, like say like oh man or, or they're the, the same people loving walking dead uh and taking their kids to see superhero show you know movies mm-hmm. and it's you know I mean this stuff happens this isn't like no this is the same kids are cruel they'll they'll find you know whatever yeah but but as far as you know accessibility and everyone you know being you know more people kind of being proud of their of their you know, their love of comic books and their comic book characters and things like that is is higher than ever. And it's only going to get bigger. I don't see like this ever slowing down Mm -hmm. in a a sense, in a sense to where um, I think popularity for comics will go down at some point for sure. But I mean, but I think that as far as like people being aware of it and people knowing it and loving it, I think it's only going to get casually bigger as it goes. And now that digital age is here, Digital comics are, and these characters are ingrained even more now into these, with these people that are, you know, they're growing up, you know, who are, you know, my generation's having kids, and their kids are loving this stuff, and, Mm -hmm. and now they're going to be interested in reading comic books as they get older. I mean, like, I can't think of a better way for a kid to read to read a comic book because that's how I learned to read essentially. I mean, I'll never forget being told that, like, I was above the reading level at one point of my of my peers. Because I read comic books, Mm -hmm. didn't last very long because I was lazy (laughs) and and, uh, you know, um, and I was—that's the only thing I ever was above average in uh, at one point, and then I lost that edge very fast. But I stopped reading comic books um, when I was in uh, eighth grade, or no, it was eighth grade, ninth grade, yes, around there, and then just got to be as dumb as anybody else. So. But no like but 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 now comic books are I think more acceptable, they're visual you know, they're just more acceptable everywhere else and yeah. and accessible. Mm-hmm. so I think that right now it's I just I love the fact that everyone is is getting into comics, whereas I think before they just you know they, they didn't mm-hmm. and and they, they, they almost like uh, it's kind of you know taboo to like comic books and like a minute and now like it's like oh yeah read you know there's comic books for everything i mean you know look at image comics they are the cutting edge of like of anything whether it be whether it be superhero science fiction fantasy artsy farty you know whatever mm-hmm. you want books i mean image has everything yeah uh, so it's I mean, literally, comics are, are branching out the superhero genre, which they need to to survive. And mm-hmm. and I don't know. The, I, I just for me, the comic book art form medium is just so beautiful. Um, I agree. I I think that you know, you, if you read something like The Watchmen, um, which is it's very it's very like standard to say The Watchmen is one of the best comic book, or if maybe the, arguably the best comic book ever written. Um, it's it, but it, it's it's understandable why. I mean, it all follows the nine panel structure mm-hmm. in different formats on each page and it's incredible to see it like that and it was meant to show how amazing the comic book medium is and it is it's it was an, it's an incredible feat um in fact you know that's one of the things about digital comics that is kind of a bummer is i love to read panel to panel and i don't always get the true art form of the comic book when you have the full page and you see mm-hmm. the the, the artist. Panel structure and how he did that, like Dave Gibbons from From the Watchmen, is a great example that you could read the panel a panel and it's still great get great story, great art, all that good stuff. But the the actual page structure is a little bit lost in that. But at the same time, I try to I try to actually appreciate that by like making sure I look at the page after I done I'm done reading the panels to like okay because usually you know when you put the page on the on digital comic it like mm-hmm. it does like a little thing. And sometimes I'll go back and kind of, you know, look at the page and see what they did. And um, it's – I love appreciating what artists do with that. So yeah. uh, it's – the the comic medium, I think, is just such a beautiful art form. And it's funny because I think that the George Lucas, you know, from Star Wars, he grew up reading comic books. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like – this is my opinion. It's not – I don't think it's the I don't think it's the definitive opinion, but in my opinion, I think Star Wars fits comics more than fits more than it it does novels. I I will works, agree with that. I, novels it works in novels. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I think for me in I'm and of course I'm biased like, obviously, but I think if even my bias aside, I really do think that the comic medium fits Star Wars so much better than it does novel format but then people love they grew up reading novels and or the star wars novels and that's what they love and that, and take nothing away from that mm-hmm. i just think and i think if you ask george george would say the same thing he'd say yeah comic the comic format is probably fits star wars much better than it does the novel format so um and i love and i love the star wars comics that are coming out now I, I, it's a bummer you kind of had to like you know step away from the comics a little bit but mm-hmm um you know buying them digitally is is not bad and they'll come on they'll 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 come on sale at some point yeah so just you know look for the sales on comiXology and Marvel they'll you know they'll come on like Star Wars sale like anytime there's an event like if you know like if there's a Star Wars event coming on like whether it be a 40th anniversary or like a the movies coming out like they're gonna give you these comics like they're gonna give it to you um like uh Whatever I'm trying to say here, um, they're gonna give they're gonna give you options to buy,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, cheaply and be able to read it, or get Marvel Unlimited and really start to go down and read like you know other great stuff because they have the whole Dark Horse line of Unlimited and it's fantastic. Oh, yeah.
0: So I, I remember um, some of those growing up.
2: You know, th- honestly, Chris, like go on there, like just get a trial and just try it out. Like you can read all because it's six months behind always, mm-hmm. but then you can start, you know. That way you don't have to buy comics. You can just start going and reading and binge reading other great stories too. Yeah. I mean, there's so, Marvel has so many great stuff out there right now I could recommend to you. So, I mean, I I, I always tell people unlimited is the way to go. In fact, you know, whenever I get to a point where I can't afford to buy new comics, it's going to be unlimited all the time. So, yeah. you know, and also stealing my, my good friends' online accounts and reading <laughs> them that way as well. So
0: Sounds like someone, you know, something you do with Netflix.
2: Yeah, 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 he knows who he is wink wink. So uh you know I love you man. So
0: you know I I I kind of think um that maybe the future of comic books honestly if it were me, I think it might lie in graphic novels. Oh, absolutely. Like like, like you get rid of the 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 weekly or biweekly release and mm-hmm. you just have the author or whoever's you know whoever's working on this like make it in like a long form novel because if it was me, and I like and I had the choice to, especially when it comes to Star Wars and canon, and we'll we'll get on some Star Wars stuff here in a sec. But um, sure. when when it comes to stuff that is canon, and it is, if you want to um, get it all, then because you know you're afraid, if you're you're like me and you're afraid to, that you're going to miss something. I feel like maybe that would be better fitting to things like that. Cause then you're not having to accrue these comics. You're not having to, um, you know, even if you do digital, like buy them individually and you can just like get the one, one form, like single shot story. And you don't have to like wait for the next week and you don't have to worry about buying an issue. And then it just like, nothing happens in the issue. Like just, just, make it all in one novel form. And I I honestly think that would not only increase digital sales because you already have, I'm assuming a, a rather strong digital following, but it also, it would also encourage people to go and buy the actual physical books because like you said, half of a, or even more than half of a comic book appreciating it at least is the art. And, yeah, it's nice to view when, you know, when your tablet or your iPad or your computer screen, your phone, what have you, but, you know, seeing it right in front of you is, is really something else.
2: Yeah, I think that, that you're right for the most part, and they, already are, they are kind of doing that right now. Like, writers are kind of putting out graphic novels, like, based on the current continuity instead of, like, in, the, in like, a the monthly format. The one thing is you... Are still making money like you are not making like a, a ton a ton a ton of money but you're making a decent amount of money mm-hmm. through the monthly format and you're kind of there's a lot of long time people like me who love buying the stuff you know every month um you don't want to you're not going to turn away money when it's there to be made right so i think that that's you're kind of getting the best of both worlds like people will just kind of learning like i'll just wait for the tray to come out and people do that and that's awesome like there's nothing wrong with that at all and and then that's that's the thing they they're pumping out this stuff and there is something to be said about a gr- a great 22 page format story i mean it it takes it's like it's just like writing an episode of of, of a cartoon in 22 minutes mm-hmm. you know like it's the same thing like you have to you have to do it very specifically so you have to wrap things up and it's an art form in of itself to tell a good story in 22 minutes or 23 pages or whatever so there's a lot of so there's a beauty in the limitations that you're given yeah and i think that's the way you got to look at it like i always look at like um you know the music uh when i was in a when i was in a band and i always kind of thought it was cool to have like limitations like okay we can't do this so what can we do instead I always like to have that that challenge. Like, okay, I have 22 pages to tell a a unique story about Spider-Man taking on the Scorpion, Mm -hmm. and how do I make that intriguing and entertaining in 22 pages? Like, that is a art form so much right there. Of just, and not to mention the the art to bring it to life. I mean, it's in my opinion, the art is what makes the comic book. It's not the writing. The art is what drives the medium. Like, if you have a good writer fine and, and there's been plenty of books i've dropped when the writing has been solid but the art is subpar and it's just not worth it and i've kept co- buying comics when the art is great and the comic is this eh, it's just not that great mm-hmm. so it's again it's all different for different people but that's just me mm-hmm. um so i don't think i think that it maybe maybe in my lifetime that'll happen it's it's definitely possible We they might get away from the monthly format i just don't ever see it completely dropping Just just because people there's so many people out there who are like me who are, are old old school yeah excuse me and um they want to keep buying this stuff and mm-hmm. there is a tradition that comics since the night you know from you know marvel comics and like 20 pages book you know from like the 40s this has been going on like these serialized formats of of twenty odd pages, you know, of comic book characters doing stuff, yeah. and it's been it's been around. It's kept around this long for a reason, and I think there's enough people out there that love it. But the, the the beauty of it is that you people who don't want to buy a monthly can go buy the graphic novels, and they're there and they're great. So, yeah.
0: So I do want to talk about Star Wars because there wouldn't be a podcast with you without Star Us. Wars. Yes,
2: yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> I, like, I like Star Wars. So, um,
0: obviously if, if anybody knows you and, you know, there, there could very well be people that, um, that have, are listening to this podcast right now and have no idea who you are, which is a shame.
2: No, it's, it's definitely, uh, 100% possible that no one's heard of me. <laughs> so, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame if no one heard of me that, that, that is a very honorable thing to say. <laughs> thank you um You're welcome. i'm not but the, yeah that's that's fun but yeah but no i appreciate that so so
0: you've been in the, involved in the star wars fandom i i'd say at least for the last few years pretty yes. pretty not not like super well known but i i call well, you you know people know who you are
2: i would say that maybe okay. um <laughs> but, but 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 if i may interject for a moment all right um Sorry, the reason I want to say that is because that's kind of been me my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, people know who I am, but like, like they know of me, but they don't really know me, and I'm not really that well. It's weird. Like, it's, it's been like that for my whole life. Like, I've never been like the popular guy mm-hmm. um, or anything like that at school. But people, everyone knew who I was. That mm-hmm. makes any sense? Like, there's a difference of being popular and people liking you and people knowing you. Yeah. So everyone at school knew who I was. It's, it felt like i mean not saying like in a, in a, it wasn't always a good thing because mm-hmm. i was kind of the obnoxious kidding but it's kind of just kind of i was an odd the odd man out you could say mm-hmm. um so people know who knew who i was a lot of people did in, in school and and I, it's kind of always stuck with me like i've never been the popular guy the guy who's like everyone likes but I'm, people know who i am and to be honest, I'm totally fine with that. I have no problems being, you know, who I am, and and people not, you know, loving me and everyone loving me and knowing me and wanting to like, hear my every word. That's never been my, my <laughs> intent in life, you know. But that's, but that's definitely. You say that. That's exactly what my life has been like. I think people know of me, but they don't really know me or care to know me. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, I, I trust me not everyone's going to like me and I'm not, I'm not going to like everyone else. So that's just how it is. So it's just life.
0: But yeah, yeah. I I know what you mean because as someone who kind of ever really since, Oh God, like probably the end of 2014, that's when I really started to get into the star Wars fandom. And, Mm. And I found myself like, and I feel like a lot of people did that too, especially once uh, the Force Awakens started to get once once that hype train started really rolling, oh, yeah, uh, that, that I think that's really when more people started to get involved and bec- become more social sure. with each other. I mean, I mean, I, mean you, I see all the interactions you have on Twitter daily with you know not only just general people but like Star Wars especially. It's it's I, and I don't know about you, but for me, it's honestly pretty insane that there are people out there that want to sit down and hear me talk um i mean that's tell me about it man. I, I, for me too <laughs> i i mean you know i i do this podcast which is you know i'm starting it but the, the reason i'm mm-hmm. starting it is because i've done like four or five others now that you know people just it, it's it's weird that like, cause I, I'm like you, growing up. Um, you know, people knew who I was, but I was, I was really the nerdy outcast of the group, mm-hmm. and, not, you know nothing more, nothing less. Um, and just the fact that you know people want to listen to me talk and hear my opinions on be it a Star Wars thing or something like this or music or whatever. It's it's pretty fascinating but also it's just weird cuz i'm i'm not used to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know both of us I, I would say we're not like big names in the star wars fandom and i i would honestly i would say you're probably more more of a name than i am barely. so if so, <laughs> i'm i'm barely barely but both but both of us you know kind of we, we observe some of the things that goes goes on in this fandom because like it or not a lot of good things and bad things go on in this fandom. And I, I've kind of been thinking about this recently because whether we like it or not, and we don't have to talk about it in specifics because anybody listening to this podcast, if they're in the Star Wars fandom, they probably know many of the things that we are alluding to. But there, there's a lot of negativity sometimes that that surrounds um, the Star Wars fandom as a whole. And I really don't... I We can touch on that a little bit but i kind of want to focus on the positive things about it and you know kind of talk about some of your experiences and you know i can even talk about some of mine too sure that just make you know some of this worth it and and Mm. what what kind of keeps us going within not just you know podcasting in general but specifically the star wars fandom
2: that's actually a really good question chris and i think that i, I like the, how you want to focus on like the positive of what and specifically of what keeps you going mm-hmm. um,
0: I, I, I want to interrupt just to I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a jumping off point so sure the other day um i don't even remember what i was reading i was just scrolling through twitter and it, I, I even tweeted something about this that i i feel like at least in in The core Star Wars group, because I I hate, I'm not a guy for clicks, but I Mm -hmm. I think there is one with the Star Wars fandom. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just, I think it just exists. And, you know, whatever, that's fine. Um, There are obviously, there's like tons and tons and tons and tons of podcasts out now that are Star Wars based. But there's like, there's a select few that are pretty much known as the podcasts. Mm. and um so that obviously you know generates a lot of discussion and you know i follow a lot of these people on twitter most of i don't think i follow a single person on twitter that i at least in the in the star wars community that i don't like every everyone seems to be pretty much you know we can disagree on things which i think is a beautiful thing in a fandom if you disagree and are still able to respect each other Um, that being said, I, I, I I was reading a tweet the other day that something, because we we had the recent Aftermath book come out, Empire's End, and I've made it well known if anybody listens to the podcast that I'm on that are Star Wars based, that I do not like the Aftermath books. I tried to read the first one and I got maybe 10 chapters in, hated it. And I, I don't feel like going bad. Um, I kind of feel the same way towards the other novels, too. I'm, it's nothing against the people that do read them. That's fine. They're just not my, t- my cup of tea, really. But I saw something, and I can't remember what the tweet was. And I don't even know who it was. It might have just some random person. But it's something I see a little bit more of. And it kind of worries me that if you're not... In a certain part of the fandom, in, in this case, a, a avid book reader who reads everything, who reads all the comics. And that's one, uh, one reason why I'm glad we had that discussion about comics, too. I feel like some people are under the impression that if you don't do everything or if you don't do specific things, especially the ones that those people agree with, then you're not a real fan. And I hate that word. Or or mm-hmm. that you don't deserve to belong in the in the community as a as a voice. And mm. when when I saw that, I you know, I've I've seen this, like I said, sporadically. And it, it's not really bothered me, but just that that one did for some reason and it kinda struck a chord. And, you know, sometimes I think, well, whatever, I, I won't worry about it, but then I'll I'll go and I'll podcast with um Eric and Lou and somehow I always find myself like going back to, Oh, that's my reason for, for, you know, podcasting, be it someone tweeting me and said, Hey, that was a great episode, great discussion. Or just, um, you know, even if they just email us like general feedback, he talked about like, that's the kind of stuff that keeps me going. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of negativity and I, I, I won't say that's a bad thing because I, I think, like I said, I think, You need multiple viewpoints and a a diverse set of representation to keep a fandom going in the right direction and keep keep it up um, at least in terms of positivity. So that's kind of I I know there's a lot that was a lot of rambling, but that's kind of my perspective. Um, And I kind of want to just get your thoughts now because I feel like I'm going too long.
2: (laughs) Oh no, no, I'm the one who goes too long, man. That's my line. Um, I you know I. Have been I, I don't know I, being involved in Star Wars fandom. I don't know if it's like if it's been um, I've been on Twitter since 2008, mm-hmm. and I've always loved Star Wars. Um, and I, I guess like when with, when the sale of, of, of to Disney happened, that's when things got really real for me. I was I was picking up um, Clone Wars Blu-ray sets because I didn't have a DVR at the time and i was picking up uh, them every year and just binge watching all of them when i when they came out and just you know that was keeping my star wars fandom alive you know very you know kind of sporadically just you know if it's not if nothing new for star wars is coming out I, it just was hard for me to get into it besides clone wars I got really into clone wars and like the comics and the books were way too far for me i i did start buying some of the comics like, um, like trade on the business from dark horse a lot and started reading some of those. And that was pretty cool, but could never get, I was like, I'm never gonna read these books. So I I just could I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So anyway, um, no, I, I think what I was, I, to be honest, I was really blessed to, um, be already a part of a podcasting, you know, a little bit with a uh, modern myth media with my, with my friend, Sean had, you know, previously, um, the guy i do the marvel show with and i had met a a really good friend of mine john beerley through that whole experience and john and i at the time i wasn't podcasting with them at the time but me and john talked on a regular basis and we we would geek out about star wars in fact i got john like a star wars graphic novel for our first year we were podcasting together um Star Wars Legacy Volume 1, in fact. I'm, I'm sure he hasn't even read it yet. You jerk, John! Um, no, it's cool. Um, I love John Burley. He's one of my best buds. Um, no, but we... Um, but it's just funny because, you know, we both would talk about Star Wars every once in a while, and, and we love Star Wars and, and whatever. And um, when during that time frame, when I was out not podcasting with Modern Myth Media, that's when Sean met up with Justin Bolger... Um, And they started doing podcasts together, and then um, I came back. uh, You know, or it was funny because I I remember seeing this new guy kind of from a distance, like this guy Justin Bulger, and I'm like, "Who's this guy, Justin Bulger?" (laughs) You know, I think I even told that. I'll tell him to listen to this podcast and tell him being like, "Who is this guy? Who is this guy podcasting with Sean?" And I look, and he had like you know this like uh, Palpatine Emperor Palpatine thing going on on his like. Banner for Twitter, and he had like Coruscant, um, like Jedi, or the, the the I don't know something from Coruscant on his like banner, and I went, oh, he's a Star Wars fan. All right, <laughs> this is interesting. And then he was like raving about uh Emperor Palpatine, and I remember tweeting. I mean, like, wait, you like you like Emperor Palpatine? He's like, oh, he's my favorite. You know, I, it's something like that on Twitter. i like, huh, that's weird. You know, I was just like, oh, this guy, like that. My 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 old friend is is is. You know podcasting with is like a you know giant star wars fan that's pretty cool and then i i started doing the podcast again with with sean and and justin and i got to know justin through you know not even star wars we're just talking about like marvel and other stuff and and um through that is is, is actually through justin essentially pretty much my whole introduction to star wars fandom of, of online it was through justin bolger and, and, and John Beerly, um, was kind of through them. I mean, I really have no idea. You know, I owe all that to Justin and Sean, essentially. Um, Sean, because, he, you know, he introduced me to Justin and Justin for pretty much taking me along for the ride of all the little expeditions that, you know, he went on. Um, and I, you know, through them and, and mostly, I mean, John, I guess John and I would both, I, I guess I, I could kind of speak for John, too, that we both kind of went through Star Phantom through uh, Justin You know, so through them, I got to meet a lot of amazing people. And and mostly I've, you know, I'm still very, very best friends with Justin and John, you know, right now. I mean, those guys are my homies. And, you know, so Star Wars fandom has been, I think, really good to me in that way, that I think that I've met so many like incredible people Mm -hmm. that I'm lucky and blessed to have known because of Star Wars. And, And, you know... Fandom, and we talked about this before, you know. The show, uh, Star, fa- Star Wars fandom, and any kind of anything out there. There's always bad apples everywhere, yeah. you know. There's always negativity in places, and you know, I'm lucky that you know the the people that I like chill with and and talk to, like they're really cool. And there's a lot, and there's so many cool people out there that I don't talk to enough that are yeah. awesome. I, I, lo- and they're all, you know, most of Star Wars fandom is it's good and there's always some bad apples out there i mean it's just it's just that's just life i mean there's always people you know pooping in the cereal if you will uh, i don't know it's just life it's everywhere i've gone it's you know whether it be a, a church i went to there's amazing people there's awful people you know mm-hmm. the music scene i was a part of there's amazing people there are some awful people you know it's just everywhere i go it's like there's there's all for you know there's always amazing people and some crappy people it's just mm-hmm. the way it is you know and I'm lucky that the people I, I've, I've interacted with in Star Wars fandom have been awesome. So I don't really have a lot of complaints with the people I kick it with, you know, and, and talk to and you know, here and there and whatnot. And it's been a lot of fun. I, I you know, I've had a blast meeting a lot of the people at Celebration and things like that. So, but I guess for me, Star Wars fandom has been mostly a positive experience. Um, you know, like I've uh like i said like i I, i'm i'm i guess i'm a little biased because you know i've got you know met a lot of amazing people that i consider good friends now Mm -hmm. through star wars you know and justin bulger is one of them you know and john i was already kind of good buds with before and you know star wars but star wars only strengthened john and i's bond because you know the other guys on the modern myth media show they weren't into star wars as much as we were yeah and we you know John and I would just always talk about, you know, everything in Star Wars it would definitely pop up and when they when the when the sale of the Disney happened, I was calling I was texting John being like, "Oh my god." You know, I mean, <laughs> I'll never forget that. But that was an important day in my life. That that changed. Mm-hmm. In fact, that day might have changed my life more than I ever will realize. And it's I'm not even embarrassed to say it because without that happening, I probably would maybe I don't know if if Justin and I and everyone I would have known anybody I, I, we any of us know each other without the sale of Disney, yep, I, I don't agree. know like and that's the thing that's so beautiful about it is like I'm so glad it happened, you know that I got to meet and got to become friends with so many amazing people that I'm blessed to be around mm-hmm. um so you know like there's there's like tons of other people out there that I've gotten to know through Star Wars and there's like honestly there's so many I'm just like, oh man, there's so many amazing people uh out there. It's like I can't even, yeah, it's just too many to name. <laughs> but you know, but here's the thing, like I'm it like I said, there's 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 always gonna be some, some people out there are gonna be negative and, and, and try to be like, you know, a real fan. And I, mm-hmm. I just you know, when everyone tries to tell me that I'm like uh, okay. Yeah. I, I just don't I just don't ever let it bother me. I just You know, there's... I'll tell you one time. I feel comfortable talking about this because I blocked this guy. Um, You probably know who I'm going to talk about. Yeah, Um, I think I do. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not going to say his name out of respect, but um, you know, during The Force Awakens this guy was kind of like, you know, we'd argue a lot about stuff. I'm not even going to get into what we'd argue about. We'd argue, debate, and it was fun, but I definitely felt like he was kind of being, you know, he was patronizing me a little bit Mm -hmm. at some points, and unfairly where I thought it was like okay you're trying to insult me a little bit and then I've, 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 when I took a break from like deleted Twitter off my um didn't delete my Twitter I deleted it off my phone so I wouldn't go on Twitter because I didn't want to you know to it was I was trying to like downplay as much as I could for episode seven because it was a dream come true and I'd, I'd read like every spoiler and every everywhere so mm. it was I already knew what was going to happen, essentially, but I just was still like, I can't believe I'm I'm getting episode seven. That was literally a dream come true. Um, And so, you know, this person, like, and and again, I I barely go on my Facebook, and this person messaged me on Facebook to try to prove that he was right about something. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I don't think I knew that
2: part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, I'm revealing it right now. And I just, I was so upset. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? and you know it just kind of continued and eventually got to a point where i just said you know you're done we're done Mm -hmm. and i I blocked him and i'm really thankful that i haven't had a lot of that that's Mm -hmm. the only person i've had a block that's like been you know kind of just like i won't say he was aggressive but he was definitely very like just not well not a positive force you know and he had said like nice things to me in the past and Mm -hmm. done you know he wasn't always a weird you know the weird jerk but he kind of turned into one and i'm yeah. just like you know i don't need this like this is like you are literally ruining my star wars experience because you know you feel you have to be right when you're wrong mm-hmm. um but uh you know but but regardless you know it definitely ruined it a little bit for me it almost ruined the force awakens i'm like yes. are you serious like let me be, let, let me be, you know, and that was the, again, like, that was the only time I ever had something like that where I had to be like, you know, you're done, we're done. Yeah. And um, I'm glad I did it because I'm a lot happier, you know, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I have a pretty much a, a low tolerance now policy for this stuff because I'm just, you know, I don't, I want to enjoy life. I don't want, you know, I don't mind arguing. I love arguing. I love debating. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a point where you start trying to insult me, like, but like try to think you're you're getting away with it. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not, I may not be the smartest guy, but I'm not stupid and I'm not you insulting me either. So it just became like that. And I just, you know, luckily a lot of people, not a lot, everyone I've talked to pretty much since then, like has been super awesome. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I, you know, like I said, I don't even, I don't have any remotely problems with remotely. I can't even talk. I don't have any problems with that remotely. So I I'm blessed, but then it's then again. I'm not also like on like a you know really well known Star Wars podcast anymore. So yeah. maybe I, you know that also helps when I'm not as much as a public uh, Star Wars figure as I was you know with, on that podcast because like, it wasn't me. I was a public figure. I was on a, a more you know Forcecast was you know arguably I, I, not at the time I guess, but it was one of the more well known podcasts mm-hmm. at the time for Star yeah. Wars, and and then it went away, and then you know. Obviously, my the exposure goes away, and that's totally fine. I have no problem with that, and mm-hmm. we actually maybe it actually end up being a good thing because the you know the guy let, you know I don't want, I don't get people like that anymore bothering yeah. me. So so it's like you know like yeah. So I don't know. It's it was fandom's been really good to me for the most part. I would say mm-hmm. um, there was a couple of things happens you know they're and there, but whatever. And you know I. Oh, it's, I don't know. It's like I said. I, I have nothing but great things to say about all, all, all the people that I'm able to, you know, talk to on a regular basis and,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, people I consider friends. So, you know, so, Star Wars Phantoms is, like I said, there's always good and bad. Yeah. And I, I, for one, am really looking forward to a celebration. Yeah, I am. Um, in a few months, you know, get to hang out with you, Chris, mm-hmm. and a bunch of other people that have been like super generous to me. Um, you know like people like Gabriel and, and Ben who, who sent me like stuff in the mail, like, like friends of mine that are like just super generous. And i like, and I am seriously super touched and blessed to know these people who like want to like do nice, do nice things for me. It's like, it's, you know, it, that's what makes it special. And that's what makes it all worth, you know, being online and getting a notebook is, is like seeing people's hearts and support. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not just talking about, like, physical items. I'm talking about, like, just the fact that people are out there supporting you and saying, like, ah, oh, great show. Like, that stuff is, like, whenever – you know, and I've said this on Twitter so many times and I'll always continue to say it. If one person tells me they like my show, like, that I do or like what I do or what for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they say, oh, man, like, I, I really liked your Marvel podcast or I really liked Blaster Cannon or, you know, whatever – it, it makes it worth it yep you know the fact that one person likes to hear me you know mumble into mm-hmm. the microphone it's amazing because i listen to my voice and i'm like how can anyone <laughs> ever listen to me For more oh than don't me. worry i did the same thing i mean, everyone does it i understand but like when i am like mumbling and stuttering and like you know i'm like it's it's <laughs> awful so i mean i'm like man people actually like listen to me like more than like one person that's incredible like so if like 10 people listen to me like that's amazing I'm like, it blows my mind and I'll never, I think that's like impossible. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm blessed that, you know, people like actually like take time to listen to me, you know, and that's, that's, that's an honor. That is a, that is something that I will never comprehend because I just don't see myself as someone that people would want to listen to.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. And it's, I'm not trying to be false humble. I'm just being, you know, just just trying to be honest i'm like man it's like it's it's really is a humbling thing when people say you know nice things about me on the shows and i Mm -hmm. i really am and i really mean that for people who listen to this and and have said nice things to me in the past i i really do mean everything i say it's 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 very humbling and touching and i am so grateful for any nice thing that people say and the people who say nasty things you know that's cool too like i can you know i don't you know, i
0: don't it, mind so sometimes i mean th- there are times when people do cross the line when it comes to like criticism and stuff but you know there are there are times whenever if if someone criticizes you for um you know for something you do or you say or if you get something wrong or just a mannerism that you have you know sometimes it can be a good thing i mean i yeah. can i a while back i actually um needed to go back and listen to old episodes to find um pr- before i started doing podcasting regularly i needed to go find old episodes of me like guesting and it was not good <laughs> mm-hmm. and i can just imagine like if if i was listening to that like not myself but if i was like a fan and i heard some guy just like stuttering along trying to to keep up with people who were you know doing that stuff uh as a full-time gig i i wouldn't be able to handle it so i i would have had to like say never have that guy on as a guest again because he was terrible but i didn't get mm. any of that so but you know even if i would have i mean i i probably would have said okay you know thanks um it i'll keep that in mind yeah and, and you know that that's one thing too i want to uh, kind of close with is um I know this and this is the only thing I'll bring up this actually a specific thing. And I don't even know the full details. I just saw like a tweet. Um, And this is one reason, part of a reason why I wanted to bring this up. But you you know that, and I don't know if you know um, what I'm going to say, but you know the uh, some podcast um, put out a sticker that said your Snoke theory sucks. Mm. Okay. And somehow this I don't know if even if it was if, if it was even recent, but Ryan Johnson got a hold of one of those and like held it up for a picture and it was it was like, last
2: summer, I think yeah. yeah,
0: and somehow recently i I guess somebody on Twitter found it and like criticized the 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 guy who put the runs the podcast that put off the sticker. I don't even mm-hmm. know what the what the drama was about, but it just got me thinking why in in the Star Wars fandom are we fighting over? a sticker. Mm. And I'm just like, you know, don't, it, it's, the, it gets to a point, like you were saying earlier with that one guy, it just becomes trolling at a point. Like it, it's fine yeah. to have to disagree with mm. people. And it's fine to let them know that and have civil discussion. I mean, I, there yeah. are plenty of people that I greatly respect and the star Wars fandom. I disagree with them on, you know, sometimes quite a few points, but I listen to them and I'm willing to talk to them, and if we can't find an agreeable point, then we just agree to disagree, but we're not going to stop being friends, we're not going to be stop stop being friendly to each other, and I think that's the point, and what I kind of want to ask you is, as someone who, you know, you're kind of a lot like me, um, you try to kind of keep this positive attitude, and... I try, and, I'm not always successful. <laughs> and And be optimistic when it comes to, you know, podcasting, and being a, a positive influence in the Star Wars fandom, you know what? Mm-hmm. What do you say to people who may may be out there listening to this, and you know, either they're struggling to, um, it may maybe someone's like hating on their podcast or or they mm-hmm. don't like the way they talk. I mean, or you know, they mm-hmm. can, even something they're affiliated with. I mean, I'm a person who I'm still affiliated with the Force Net, and. Sure. That is one website that gets so much hate on Twitter oh, yeah. and from various people in the Star Wars fandom, even people that are higher up on the scale. And I don't per- personally, I don't care. Um, I, yes, oh. I'm affiliated with the website. I still do work for them. And um, I, I'm not going to let people's negative comments affect me, but I will defend the website because they gave me they they were the outlet for um, first of all, the forecast cast was um, when it was Eric Blythe, Eric Geller, and then Justin Bolger. That was like my freedom through my senior year of college. Like that is what got me through it. Listening to the forest cast every week. Oh, and man. then I uh, joined TFN and that's eventually I, I went to celebration, got involved with the forecast cast, became their social media person. And, you know, that's, TFN is the reason that I'm sitting here talking to you today. And Absolutely. so I will gladly defend that website with my life, even if, you know, maybe some of the criticisms that people have about it are true. Maybe some of them are false. I don't really care. I'm still going to defend it. And, you know, what, what do you say to people who, you know, might not have my kind of attitude towards it, and, and it may really mm. bring them down? Mm. And you know how, how did that pretty much how do they stay positive in a time and you know in a time when you know sometimes the star wars fandom like you said can be nasty
2: i mean but like i said and anyone anything in any kind of group is going to can be nasty it's, it's it's not like it's just star wars it's it's any group yeah. i mean it's it's i want to be very clear with that like i don't think star wars fandom is nasty oh well, yeah overall I, yeah i should probably always... clarify that too yeah. No, no, no. And I, knew, and I knew what you were trying to say. And I think other people will, will get it, too. So, uh, no, I think that it's a really good question. I think I think people, when they see there, when there's negativity online for whatever reason, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've contributed to it sometimes. I'm not innocent to the stuff. I mean, I'm not always perfect. I'm going to, you know, I'll get into the negative spin on things. I think the biggest thing I can tell people if they're getting down because of, they feel like they're being not, I don't know, for whatever reason, right? Um, they're, you know, what you were saying, this is going to sound really stupid and this is a lot easier to say than do, but honestly, just be punk as fuck and not care. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to, just go ahead and say it. Like you just got to do what you got to do. And just not care about the consequences sometimes. I mean, obviously you can't do it for everything. That's not realistic, but, in this case, in fandom's case, you just gotta do. What you feel is like what you know, what you want to do, and do it. And like, and I mean, obviously, you want to offend people, like just for the sake of offending them. But if you have a disagreeable opinion, you want to express it, you know. And people don't like it, and it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, just gotta just deal with that stuff sometimes. Like, yep. people aren't always gonna, people aren't always going to, you know, appreciate. Like, Understand you, and they're not always going to agree with you, and and you just got to come to terms with that. And just you know, basically, what I'm trying to say. I'm not doing a very good job, and I apologize. And I (laughs) say, don't worry. When I say to be punk is fucking not care. What I mean by that is love what you love, and just don't care about like just you know. If you want to say like like for instance, you know, I know like I understand like the whole sticker thing. Your smoke your smoke theory sucks, and I think it's funny. It's it's whatever. Um, you know. I still, I still subscribe to the 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 Snoke theory of Plagueis, and everyone will like, ugh, and groan and (laughs) and throw things and be like, oh my god, and like behind my back, probably like, what an idiot, you know, and and all that stuff. And I don't care, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know. And and here's the thing, I like that theory. I love that theory. It's probably not going to happen, but here's the thing. It doesn't matter though, and that's the thing that. I think people, when when you get caught up in social media, that you want people want validation for what they what they what they like like and what they love, and that's natural. And I want validation for what I what I think and what I what I you know what I what I love. I mean, that's it's just human nature. I think, right? This is nothing special. Like no one's exempt from that. Like we all want validation, but that's why I say you got to be punk as fuck. It's not care, mm-hmm. and just you know, like talk about it, and you know. I do. And, you know, people don't always like that sometimes. You know, that's fine. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't like that. They don't, you know, they they don't have to like it. That's fine. And I think you have to just love what you love and just not care if people don't like what you love or whatever. And trust me, I've been dealing with that since I was, you know, a little boy, you know, when I loved... When when again, talk about loving Star Wars. I love Star Wars in the dark times when there was nothing. There was literally nothing. And I remember when the Dark Empire comics came out and the Air of the Empire came out and, and I was like, Oh, Star Wars is back and then people are like, Star is stupid. You're a dork, <laughs> you know, or whatever. I mean, oh, like, yeah. that's what I got. You know, but here's the thing. I just you know, I didn't care. I wasn't like, You're right, it does suck. It's, no. Like, you know, it there's no different there's no difference now with you know if people you know you don't like what i say about who i want ray to be a skywalker or there's no difference if i'm like you know if i'm like man i really didn't like you know this comic book or this book or whatever i mean there's gonna be disagreeable opinions wherever you go about whatever i think about star wars because star wars is, is, is loved by so many people have so many different opinions and like you know, I don't like everyone else's opinions or, you know, everyone, everyone, or, you know, or not everyone else's, but like, I don't like everyone, everyone's opinions all the time. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just natural. It's fun. I've accepted that. Like, and I think you have to accept the fact that like people aren't going to like your opinions and they're going to tell you and, you know, you're not going to like them all the time. And you have to kind of pick your battles if you want to have a nice discussion with people. And I try to, I'm not always successful. I apologize if I've offended anyone in the past. I don't mean to be offensive a lot. If I do, I apologize. I didn't mean that. Really, I do. Um, but at the same time, you just got to not care. And you just got to just do your thing. And if people, like, don't like it, then, you know, it's not – you know, it, if you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong, I mean, it's – you're not, like, being offensive. Like, you're not – again, I don't want to encourage people to say, like, F you to people and, like, say, you're, you know, you say people are ugly or anything like that. Like, that's awful. Like, those are awful things. But – you know if you just not what i'm saying is you don't care about what the validation that you you know you want through other people
1: mm-hmm.
2: and again that's again that's hard like i everyone wants validation but you just you just can't don't strive for it just do what you love yep and you know people i think at least for me the more honest i am the more just as um the more real as you can be mm-hmm. People will like respect that, even though they don't agree with it. They respect it, you know. And that's the thing. You just can't. You just got to be yourself, you know. And yeah. if you love something that Star Wars fans don't like, like for instance, I don't like the Princess Leia comics. I think they're awful, <laughs>
1: they're
2: terrible, in my opinion. And there's people I get along with, and I'm and I'm friends with that say it's great. Yep. And you're wrong, but <laughs> you know. But at the same time, that's fine. Yep. Like I don't. Like, does it make them less of a Star Wars fan? No. Yeah. Does it make me less of a Star Wars fan for liking it in their eyes? I, I don't think so. I yeah. hope. <laughs> I, I, know, I'm pretty, I, I know I'm not. I, just, I assume so. But, but you know what I mean? Like, th- that's the thing. It, it's not, there's nothing wrong with that. And I know this is like no-brainer stuff, like what I'm saying. Like, of course we're all fans. We're in this together. And we are. And that's, that's the point, is that you know no one's opinion is greater than the other, and I'm you know, you just you got to do what you love. And if you're doing a podcast and you're worried about your, you know who's listening to it, take it from me. Don't worry about who listens to it. You got to do it because you love it,
0: exactly. And
2: if don't do a podcast because you love it and you're doing it for you know to like people to listen to you, and I mean like and you want people to listen to you, that's why you do it, right? So I'm not saying like that's wrong, but you got to do it because you love it, and this yep. and the listens will come in time. You just gotta keep doing it in, in until you perfect your craft I mean I mean, God, I've been in bands where like I slave over music, and like like no one likes it, and it's hard, and I understand where that's where people are coming from with that It's not easy, you know, yeah, um but at the same time, I love doing it, and i i would never i would never take i would never change it what I did in the past just because you know I wasn't like you know being played on, like, the local underground, you know, or whatever, KXP, Seattle Radio, like my friends were, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, I could get bummed out about it, but it's, you know, it was just reality, you know. So you just got to do things, love it. If you don't, if you do it for, you know, if you do it for, like, you know, the reasons of, like, I want to, like, be popular or you want to be, you know, it's, you know, your desire, some people can hear that sometimes, you know, and and it turns people off. And, And, again, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't hear that in anything I've listened to or anything like that. But you know, this is in, in my opinion, I can hear that in music. I can hear that everywhere I go in, in art or any kind of format like this. So you got to do things you love it. You know, exactly. and if you don't, don't worry about people listening to it because eventually, if it's good enough and you perfect it enough, people will. You know, it'll it'll happen. You know, one way or another. In my at least, I think so. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like i said it, these things are not easy to to swallow sometimes and i think that you know it's just uh, you know it's it's hard it's hard to accept you know we want to go online and we want to like you know talk to everyone be on the same page and it's just not it's not possible we're yeah, not all going to be able-
0: especially it's- in in this day of social media twitter t- t- you know twitter is pretty i mean <sighs> The, the, there are there are people you're never going to please and you're never going to get across I mean so it's sometimes it's just best to just pick your battles and you know I- interact with the people you like and with the people that you respect and and that do the same for you too I mean I know people that I used to really like and then I greatly respected them and to an extent I still do but you know sometimes things happen to where they don't offer the same in return and you know my philosophy is if you I'll probably most of the time always respect you but if you give me a reason not to or if you don't do the same for me then you know chances are I'm I that that opinion might change
2: yeah well you know I just I just try to just live my life yep. and and just see what happens. And I've, I've been, I've been blessed with people that I can, you know, okay. I talk to on a regular basis and I'm fine with that. So, you know, and I'm all about meeting new people too at the same time. So it's, you just gotta, you just gotta live your life and just, and do what makes you happy. And, and honestly, just, <laughs> just, just have fun with it. Like, I think that's the biggest thing with fandom that I think people, they get, caught up in the like just the, sometimes there's drama and people get caught up in it and i i get myself caught up in drama too i'm not exempt from this by any means but people just need to accept fandom just in why, and why and and this is why i have to keep returning myself to when i get bummed out about whatever is going on or what i'm seeing or reading or reading about or hearing about or or whatever i have to know why do i love it in the first place yep and and that's what always brings me back to like, okay, calm down, this is ridiculous, this is dumb, or whatever. And just go back to why I love Star Wars or love Marvel Comics or comic books or sci-fi movies or whatever in the first place. It's you know because I, I grew up watching this stuff, and it, it brings me great, great joy. Mm-hmm. So I think that you just have to – you have to really focus on that sometimes and remind yeah. yourself like – i I love talking about it because it brings me joy and you know when we argue about it it can it can be constructive and also can be you know sometimes really negative and it's really it's a fine line and it's hard and i've been on that fine line way too many times on the opposite end of negative so but at the same time i try to be as constructive as possible so Mm -hmm. but yeah i think the biggest thing for fandom is definitely just to remember why you love it in the first place exactly
0: and you know we can always follow the wise words of Obi Wan. You must do mm. what you feel is right. Of course. Of course. Yeah, that that is the tagline that I I try to live my live my life by. Um, I I actually at my at my previous job, which by the way I hated, uh, I, I needed like some kind of motivation. So I wrote that quote on a post it note and put it up like right above the computer. And every day I saw it, and when I would have be having a bad day, which was pretty much every day, uh, I'd look up and I think, I got to do what's right. I got to stick through it, and eventually I end up being able to leave for something better. So, yeah.
2: yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. I think that's, that's that's a good call.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Paul,
0: I think that's surprisingly that's all the time that we have um, for oh, this wow. discussion. But I, first of all, I know good and well that we're going to have a lot of good talk at celebration, and if we don't, then you know something's wrong with us. Um, mm-hmm. And two, I've got to have you back on at some point.
2: Oh, I, for sure! I, man. I can tell you that right now. You,
0: you oh will yeah, definitely, you will definitely be a repeat guest sometime in the future.
2: Well, thanks for having me on. It's an honor to be on the first show, and, and you know, it's just being—I like just sitting that sitting back, chilling, talking. I can talk for days, obviously, and you know, ramble on. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, you know? I know what you mean. Don't worry.
2: So yeah, man. Thanks. It really is a, a an honor to be the first guest on the the show, Chris. And thank you so much for you know bringing me on. And I'll, I'll come on anytime you need me.
0: Sounds good. Now, if people want to hear more of you, oh uh, uh, or want to follow you on Twitter? Whatnot, would they? <laughs> you'd be surprised. When we okay. had you on Random Chatter before, uh, and also um, Echo Base recently to talk Rogue One. We had a lot of good feedback, so
2: that's awesome. Yeah, well, that's that's great. Well, everyone who did that, I appreciate that. So where where
0: can they uh, find you on Twitter, websites, Mm. podcasts?
2: Oh God. Um, Well, you can find me on Twitter at Herman with two N's, twenty two, aka P Thug. You can get me and find me on the Marvel my Marvel podcast, Marvel Studios news. Um, It's at Marvel. I think Marvel News on twitter um you can check that out um me and my buddy sean uh old buddy sean we used to podcast together and still doing podcasts now and we talk about marvel stuff and i do blaster cannon which is kind of an infrequent show with megan and staff um cannon c-a-n-o-n um so yeah we do the shows on that um, on Den of geek we should be having a show soon and then uh yeah so you find me on those places
0: cool and I'm going to clarify uh, it is at Marvel newscast. That is correct. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Paul. I, I I can't tell you how great this conversation was, which is funny because, you know, this is like you said at the top, this is the first time we've really been able to sit down and actually yeah. talk and chill. Word. All right. Well, thanks again, Paul. I really appreciate it.
2: No problem, man. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the first episode of chasing fandom. I really hope you guys like this conversation between Paul and I. I do, I do know that it was a little long, but that's just what happens when you get two nerds on the mic together, I guess, especially when it's the two of us. Uh, you know, if you've listened to either of us before, you are aware how hard it is for us to shut up sometimes. Um, but in the meantime, you can contact me with any feedback you have. My email is chris at randomchatter.com, and my Twitter is at Chris. You can also follow this show's Twitter account at Chasing Fandom and the Random Chatter Network on Twitter at Random Chatter. We also have our Facebook for the network that's facebook.com slash random chatter network. I will have an iTunes feed for the show soon, but in the meantime, you can leave reviews for me on the main Random Chatter Network feed. Finally, don't forget to visit randomchatter.com for all of the other podcasts we do, be it something Star Wars, entertainment, or just television. Uh, also, don't forget to check out the band whose music you hear in this podcast, I Fight dragons. Their website is iFightDragons.com, and they are at iFightDragons on Twitter. So again, thanks to Paul Herman for coming on the show. Uh, do yourself a favor and give him a follow on Twitter. Anyways, all I've got for you this time, so thanks for listening, and I'll let IFD take it from here. were the ones
1: you used to make. I would stay at home alone instead of-